This month, we bring you the second half of show 78 featuring the Via Dinarica. If you haven't heard the first half, go download show 78 part A right now and give it a listen. Now back to our regularly scheduled trail show podcast already in progress. We'll pick up right where we left off with an audio update from Moon Kid right after the intro music. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that you know Trail Show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Hi, this is Simon from Germany. I hate hiking and I never listen to the Trail Show. But I love sauerkraut. Oh, sauerkraut. Alter, is this lecker. Let's get back into the show, folks. Could you smell the beers. No. We got a missive from Virgil, a.k.a. Moon Kid, who's uh, making his way up South America, as you know. This one came in from Ecuador. Ecuador. And let's see what he's up to. This is Moon Kid from the line of the Ecuador. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so happy to to share a moment with you. Such an important step on that journey and... Uh, and well, a very moving moment for me too. I am, um, after 14, 15 months walking in South America, here I am. Here I am at last stepping in the Northern Hemisphere. Yee hey! <laughs> I think, oh my God, I, think so I don't That's realize completely what it means. But uh, well, it sounds to be a great achievement, no? Yes. When we think about the line of yeah. the Equator, we can imagine some very exotic country. Hot, humid, with a lot of animals. But, well, I have to confess I'm coming by the mountains and it's not the case at all. I didn't see any parrot nor monkey on my way. Maybe more in the north, more in the north. I will reach the Colombian border in four days. And uh, from there to Central America and next to the USA. Be ready, be ready. No, not yet, actually. Still a long way to go. But um, I think I'm going to follow the advices of the chicas of uh, her odyssey to walk across Colombia. Because, uh, well, the political situation in Colombia looks uh, still unsteady. And uh, I'm going to follow the, the main road network, actually, because in the countryside, in the remote places, in the mountains, there are a lot of, uh, of zones... Uh, with like narco paramilitary groups, so um, doesn't look safe at all. And uh, well, by the main roads, it might be boring, but um, I hope still I will be able to enjoy it. We'll see. So see you next month for another update to see what happens in Colombia. Ciao, ciao. Chiquito. Wow. Yeah, Amazing. I would. I would stay away from the narco paramilitary paramilitary <laughs> groups. Yeah, yeah just. I, 
They're yeah, not good trail angels. I think his analysis <laughs> no. of doesn't sound safe yeah. at all. Yeah. Sounds good. We've got a couple of those around here, and I don't go hiking in those areas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moon, moon Kid, those are no-go zones. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that, um, you know, I also subscribe to Moon Kid's, uh, I don't know, his journey. And you can do a similar thing with a monthly donation. And he sends, I think about once a month or so, he, you get a little package in the mail from France. It's an envelope. And it has several large photos that he's taken and a postcard and a five-page letter in French, which, you know, it's kind of cool to look at. But um, <laughs> <laughs> And also a sketch that's some sort of interpretation of some lessons learned or some cultural experiences that he's having there, which is pretty cool. So um, I also highly recommend that you head over to the American Hike and uh, think about uh, giving him a donation to uh, support the content that he is also putting out. Because uh, it's also really good. Excellent. So are we switching up the format now? Yeah, let's switch it up. Why are, not? Are we it's doing so Ask a Hiker? Let's do Ask a sure. Hiker. All right, D-Lo, this is, uh, this is your segment. Now, it's interesting that we're, you know, normally when we switch up segments, the person we hear from the most is you. Yeah. But since we're switching up your segment at your request, well, I don't hear any you're, complaining. Well, you're going to hear a lot from me right now. Okay, very good. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. And this month's Ask a Hiker, we have three questions that all center on a single theme. Wait, I thought there were four. There are four. But there are three questions <laughs> of the four that all center on a single theme. And this month, it is all about trail names. Question okay. number one. Hey, trail show. I just started listening to your show, and I fell in love with it instantly. I just started taking up hiking with my wife through national parks. We started at Joshua Tree and hopefully will continue to all of them in the future. I couldn't help but notice all of the trail names you all have and wondered how you get one or if you can do the honors and grant me a trail name. As I'm new to hiking and the show, I would greatly appreciate the inspiration. Thank you. Ellie. So we've discussed before how you get trail names, where they come from yeah. and stuff like that. So I think today on this show, knowing so little about Ellie... We should give him a trail name. <laughs> no, it's Ellie. No, it's, 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 a, he. it's, it's a, a he. It's a he. Yeah, okay. I, I looked up Ellie on the internet. Ellie is a he. Uh, I forget Ellie's last name. I, I also thought it was a her, but it was. It's a he, and Ellie is kind of a. a in, in what if we made where the, he comes what if from? We made the trail name yeah. El He. El He. <laughs> there it is. Boom. El He with a question mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait a minute. El He. I don't know. What about Helly? Helly. Helly's pretty. Oh yeah. Or, or yeah. Smelly. No. No. no, we don't no, know no, enough no, about no, Ellie no, to no, call him Smelly. Ellie's pretty good. Ellie. I like Helly. Ellie. Helly. All right, like Ellie. Hell well, Harvey, Harvey, let's not just automatically do this. We, we've got to. Like, it could be like give him Helly. Well, see, that's the thing. We know absolutely nothing about Ellie except for these four sentences, five sentences. Maybe, you know? maybe we should ask Ellie to uh, to write back. No, with some let's more let's get the trail name right now. Yeah, right I like Helly. I like Helly. Helly. Yeah, because it's kind of a take on your name, but it's like cooler than just Ellie. It's like Helly. Give him Helly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but I think I think that it should require an exclamation point as part of the name. My name is yeah. Helly. So like mm-hmm. remember like, the the Jeb exclamation point bumper stickers when he during his failed presidential oh, campaign? But I do. So it could be it could be Helly exclamation point. So it'd be like Helly. Right? That's great. That's yeah, great. Like, hel- okay. And Helly. I like it to be like hell dash y. You know? Okay. Or hell dash i. 
Just like D dash low. Or hell dash it's double. So like H E L L. It is fun to have a dash. It makes dash it, it makes it yes. puts yeah. people up. It's with a curve exclamation it's a curve point. Ball. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. So that's your new name. Uh, Heli H E L L dash Y exclamation with point. an exclamation <laughs> point at the end there. There it is. That is the first time that a trail the trail share has granted a trail name to somebody we never we, met. We know. We don't know. Yeah. I hope great. you like it. Yeah. Maybe maybe there'll be more of that on hey, the trail. Hey, speaking show. of trail names. Yeah. What about it? Didn't you have something you were going to share? Oh, let me stop the music. So, <clears throat> and, and sidetrack my segment here. Is that what's happening? Uh, no, no, no. This, this involves you, D'Lo. Oh, okay. So, uh, through a random uh, sequence of events under obscure circumstances that I'm not really allowed to, to get too into, uh, I was on the interweb, so maybe even the dark web recently. I don't know where I ended up, but you I probably were. I was on the dark web, and I, I was on this website that had, that had scanned all the photos from the Appalachian Trail Conservancy's uh, through hiker book located there in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, and um, I was looking for a friend, and I just kind of dug down and. And I came across one Mike DiLorenzo's photo from his Appalachian Trail through hike. But the interesting thing is that I originally searched for him under the trail name that we all know and the nickname that we all know, which was DiLo. And instead, it came up as Plow. Yeah. Plow. Yeah. Can you speak to the trail wow. name Plow? Uh, like, no. Well, the trail name Plow is not a trail name. It's just that when I would write D-Low, sometimes the... Um, bar of the D would extend below and it would look like a P. So people might have misread. If I wrote it oh, sloppily. Oh, so they goofed up. No, I, I would write it sloppily sometimes. So you know how you draw a D like this? Yeah. And, and So if I didn't, if the tail of the D went below, yeah. then it looked like a P and then people would call me, would see, plow. People, people who didn't I, know me would think that I was plow. Did, yeah. did you like play along and go no. by? No. No. So but what you're saying is that the ATC screwed up when they transcribed that trail I just name. Like, I mean, it's an honest mistake. I don't think they screwed okay. up. Okay. Yeah. Because we thought huh. maybe you had I the thought, secret trail yeah. name you hadn't told us about. Nope. nope. It's we not thought a we'd uncovered a little I don't know. Bit. You seem pretty defensive <laughs> there. Are you no, sure? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think people that I know have, after I've met them for a while, have even said to me, I thought your name was Plow. <laughs> <laughs> it does go with, with all the yard work. I mean, it does kind of fit in there. So, you know, it's, so as part of my trail name, I'm supposed to sign trail re- registers with my left hand. Um, so it look, so that it looks like a four year old did it, you know, and uh, I've I like definitely that. had people like catch up with me and go like, oh, you're okay, you're special. I wasn't 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 sure what to expect because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a kid took a crayon and just like broken. Well, yeah. Letters. So like the intention is because like I made a smart ass comment, you know, like a four year old would. Yeah. And so I had to sign my name like a four-year-old would, you know. Um, but some folks saw that in the trail re- registers and took it to mean that uh, that it was like a comment on yeah. uh, developmentally disabled folk, Ooh. and which it's totally not, and like that wouldn't be cool. But yeah. Bashing on kids is hilarious. So of course, um, totally. Yeah. So in any case, Ooh, I'm just glad that. You guys didn't call me out. I was sunshine on the Appalachian Trail. Wait oh my Stop god! The Stop the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is this true? This is a, this is a fact. Well, you and I should have hiked together. Sunshine and the Princess of Darkness. <laughs> right. Great. Sunshine. Yeah, Jimmy sunshine. And I can then see that. When I flew out for the PCT, they lost all my gear, and I became out of order. Oh. The, the airlines lost all my gear. Yeah. So you had to get all new gear. 
No, they lost it for a while, and then uh, Girl Scout, yeah. who had oh, the yeah. year before me, he he found he it, heard about it, he found he, all your gear. No, no, he called me to his house and said, "Here, take all my equipment from last year." Oh, and wow. start hiking. And whenever it comes in, like it came in like a week and a half later. A he week got it, and a half. He got it back to me. Yeah, I've never actually. He's like, man, I'm glad my other clothes came in. Girl Scout shorts are real tiny on me. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> you know, I've flown a number of places with my hiking gear a number of times. And I've never lost it, but I've always been worried about it. And I've never actually yeah. known anyone that's lost all their hiking gear. But they lost you, it. They I lost mean, they lost it. it good. Like when you called customer service, they were like, "Look, we just <laughs> <laughs> there's something that hit the northeast, which I was where I was flying from." And they yeah. said, "We don't know where anything is. Like it's oh. going to be a long time, if ever." <laughs> I've that's... had my stuff lost once, and it was just like I was going out for uh, uh, like a few days trip on. Yeah. Um, Kauai, but they found it within like a day. Okay, yeah, they were just like they were, just, they were like, oh, it just accidentally went over here, and I got it. All right, all right, back to ask. ask uh, we got back on the rails. I'm back on the sure rails. Question number two. Hi everyone. Recently, I was traveling on the eastern side of the Sierras, and I picked up a hitchhiker that had just finished the JMT. When I saw him, I was going too fast to stop in time, so I made a U-turn to pick him up. I then continued to bring him back to his car in Yosemite. During the three-hour drive, we were chatting about trail names, and I told him that I am an avid backpacker, but I haven't been given a trail name yet. He then dubbed me U-Turn. So here's my question. Does a trail name count if it is given to you off the trail? P.S. I am hiking the Ozark Highlands Trail in December because of your show. Thanks for all the laughs, Brendan Jones. U-Turn. Sure, I'd say a trail name. Sure, it's totally yeah, yeah. It's trail related. Hey, there's yeah, plenty of tra- trail adjacent for sure. Yeah, plus but it sounds like he was given the the name like in the performance of trail angels. Yeah, stuff, but but know. the rule is you can't get a trail name in a car, so no, it doesn't count. Uh, wow. Can you show me Wait, where that rule is? I, I don't know. Oh, you haven't seen that? It's in the ATC. It's in the ATC guidelines. Because I feel like if you did something foolish enough in a car that, like, you know, you're hitching to- into town, or even or in town, like that should that should count. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. The one Wedding rule is singer, car. The one rule is a Wedding car. Wedding singer got his trail name in Gatlinburg from doing karaoke. That's fine. I, but I thought the one that, rule that was a trail was that thing. If you you know? responded to it, it was yours. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the oh, other. Oh, is that the rule? Maybe that's the rule. No, that's Dilo. The, the other rule is that if you hike the Eagle Creek Trail instead of the PCT, your PCT through hike is invalid. <laughs> totally and your name, invalid. if you chose a new name on the PCT, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's done. It's done. You have to start over again. Okay. Well, oh darn! I had to go hike the PCT again. Well, that oh, actually. Here we go. That actually, I, I think it's, special's it's not comment. Bad the second special's time comment is a great answer to this question. You know, I tried to joke a little bit about it say that you couldn't get a trail name in a car but really it's all about whether you choose to answer to it or not right i mean that yeah. that's always been the threshold for me is like because i've had some people that we uh we were trying to get to take a trail name and they were like nope 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 not nope. gonna but do once, it once they started responding to it it was like well you're stuck with it yeah all right well there it is that's the threshold that's the rule that's what that's how it works i i also have the opinion that if you uh if you get a new trail name you don't negate the old one. You just it's like an addition. It's like more names. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's an alias. Like I yeah. consider my full trail name to be out of order sunshine. Well, I yeah. think because that's a great segue into question number three, out of order sunshine. You're <laughs> <laughs> out of order, sunshine. <laughs> Greetings, trail show. I hiked with a friend a year ago on the Colorado Trail who was given a trail name he didn't like originally. 
He was given this name after a particularly gross incident where he wound up with poop on his finger from a wipe gone bad. So we gave him the trail name Poop Finger. Oh, that's just me. Wow, wow, that's... What a friend. That's not nice at all. Now, at first, Poop Finger really didn't like his name. He was embarrassed and offended, but he grew into it. When he met other hikers, he might introduce himself as Finger or Pea Finger or occasionally the full Poop Finger, and he grew to enjoy it. Well, this year, Poop Finger hiked half the PCT under a different name, and he gave himself this new name before getting out on the trail. Before he left, I tried to politely inform Poop that changing one's trail name to a name they chose themselves is not acceptable. One must live with the name they're given. His old friends on the his old friends from the CT who were out on the trail with him this year are confused. Many of them continue to call him Poop Finger or the more stately uh, or, wait, many of them continue to call him Poop Finger or the more stately Poop Finger. He less than courteously reminds them that this is no longer his trail name. Well, dear sh- trail show, my question is whether it's okay to rename oneself with the trail name of one's own choosing prior to getting out on the trail. Personally, I find this very offensive and not in line with the traditional origin of one's trail name. I know Dilo has a trail name of his own choosing and may disagree, so I don't really care to hear his opinion on this question. <laughs> Rather, I'm looking for an opinion from the rest of the P-Funk All-Stars gathered there today in the Bobby Walters studio in the historic beer district. It says booby. <laughs> it oh, yeah. does say booby Walters studio. Booby Walters. Oh, oh, like, was that, that intentional? New no. trail name. <laughs> booby <laughs> Walters. <laughs> we got the trail names coming out left and right tonight. Thanks for all the great shows. And I really hope this question was long with enough to annoy POD. No, well, actually, it was in. interesting. Yeah. Cheers. Talcum Power. CT 2017, AZT 2018. Yeah. I'll point out that Talcum Ooh. Power is a great trail name. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually, think there's two questions here. I think one is, is it okay to change your trail name during the same year that you're hiking one single long trail? And then the second question is, is it okay to rename oneself with the trail name of one's own choosing prior to getting out on the trail? Let's answer the first one. Is it okay to change your trail name during the hike that you're doing if you've already been named? I think so. Listen, if you've got a name, especially like Poop Finger, you know. No, I think you've got to own it. Man. I, I mean. Well, I, I think that rules are for the workaday rule is what, yeah. world is what I think. Yeah. But I also changed my trail name on the AT. Oh, you did this? Yes. Because originally people were calling <sighs> me Boats because I, I had Crocs, which, you know, back in the day before electricity when I hiked the AT. Uh, nobody had Crocs, and I had them, yeah. and they were ridiculous looking. Everybody was making fun of me for them. But then, as they should have, yes. But then, someone of the the same group that named me Boats renamed me the Princess of Darkness, and I loved the name okay. so much that I was like, "That is what that's." So the difference is, you actually got a better trail name True. further down the trail. Yep. This person hated their trail name initially. And it was it was organic, right? It was given to him organically. Well, like, he gave it to himself it kind organically. Of, he, it yeah. came out of his butt. Well, I mean, it also <laughs> sounds like his friends maybe wrote him a little hard on accepting the trail name, yeah, which I is not cool. You same. should you can offer a trail name, but you shouldn't push it too yes, hard. Yes, I agree. Like I agree. especially a name like yeah, Poop Finger. Push, come on, don't push <laughs> Poop Finger too hard. <laughs> you either you accept it or you let it go. Yeah. I also think that you know, there's plenty of people who do a different trail name for a different trail. And, yeah, and that's I, that's valid. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, 
listen, if you don't like your trail name, you shouldn't feel stuck yeah, with it. No. You, yeah. that you're not out there to and like I, and get I, stuck with some name like Poop Finger. And I also think if you really don't <laughs> like your trail name, if it really does bother you and the people you're hanging out with can't accept that, then yeah, yeah, steal their shoelaces at night yeah. and walk away. I'm also exactly. gonna say like, <laughs> "Hey, Talcum Power with the awesome trail name." Like, really? You're gonna give your buddy a hard time <laughs> about about not liking being poop finger with an awesome name like Talcum Power? I'm just saying. What about it's, it's, you know giving yourself a trail name before you start the hike? Yeah, that's the second question. Why not? I I don't really care. I mean, I. I feel like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. If you have something that like rings true with your identity or what you're trying to do out there or something, like whatever. I think they're more fun when they happen with something that you yeah. just like yeah. do. Poop on your finger. But but if hey, if you wants to ditch <laughs> poop finger and roll out there with whatever trail name and do that and Bluetooth. then get some other name like organically along the way without having to ditch poop finger as part of that process, <laughs> yeah. then that's fine. Like, I, take a new name. Yeah. I always cool. like the self-given names. They're usually very aspirational, like Spirit Nomad. Sky like, God. Something yeah. like Sky God. Very, like the, the Noodleheads <laughs> named themselves. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. And they have first and last names. Angel Hair Noodlehead and Rigatoni Noodlehead. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sky yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he went from Sky God to <laughs> Bruiser. I would have kept Sky God. I would have, too. Yeah. Sky God is way cooler. Yeah. Sky God. <laughs> All right, we have one more question here. I don't really know it, where this one came it from. It looks pretty long, D-Lo. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys, gender neutral. I really love the show because it gets me thinking about things like how I might try to handle situations or challenges on hikes. I take scouts on backpacking trips and make sure they have a certain level of training and experience before taking them on beginner trips and gradually work them up to bigger things. Whether I am backpacking with them or on my own, I try to find that balance of not being lame and not being foolish, and it has usually worked out well. The worst decision I made got us caught in a storm that ended up, fortunately, being a great story and a great experience. So although I would not make that same decision again, I'm glad I did it just that one time. Sky God. So my question is this. Can you tell me of some experiences when you decide when you had to decide whether to continue with your hiking plan or make a change for safety or other reasons. Thanks again for the show. All the best to you and the crew, Mike. Side note, I asked a question way back to D'Lo, and he struggled with my last name. It was like he was starting speaking in slow motion, which was pretty funny. Everyone messes it up. It doesn't bother me at all, but figured I should make it easy for you. It's pronounced ma t it's an H. T H. Yeah. Come on, you blew it again. You blew it again. Matthias. Matthias. You got it. All right. Mike Matthias. I don't really care if you don't say it right. Just say it with confidence, unlike D-Lo. Ho, ho, ho. Mike Matthias. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Mike Matthias. I think a we great just question. sent Mike Matthias a koozie. Yeah, he just donated. He's on my list. So is a thank Ma- you, Mike. Is, is a Matthias someone who believes in Ma? Yes, Ma. A Matthias. Is that like Ja? <laughs> Matthias. Kind of like a ja- yeah, Jathias <gasps> the Matthias. Jathias. Ja <laughs> I uh, I had to make some uh, some decisions on the uh, Idaho Centennial Trail where we had to like. <gasps> Make some choices, and we did turn back, double back a little bit on our route 
to take a slightly different route, and we really didn't know. We didn't know if it was going to go or what the situation was going to be, but the, the option that was in front of us seemed really desperate and horrible and possibly dangerous because of the yeah. water situation. Yeah. And the other option seemed like um, could also be really awful, but that there would be water the whole way. So we were like, well, we're going to choose the option with water. And it worked out, but it could have been terrible. And it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I quit the PCT 260 miles short of the border. Wildfire? So, snow. Oh. oh. So, I mean, I was hiking too late into the season. And uh, you, you and made, you made a, a good, good decision. decision. Yeah, I mean, like, it sucked. Uh, I, I, I was sobbing most of the day. But, uh, well, I was also, like, totally freaked out most of the day, too. Yeah. And also crossing avalanche chutes and, like, hoping I didn't die and stuff like that. So it was not, a pretty intense day. Not but worth yeah, it. But, yeah, I mean, like, the day that I quit, I, I was 2,400 miles in. So Ugh. talk about momentum, talking about, yeah. like, feeling invested, you know, with, yeah. like, time and effort. And, yeah, I, I looked at, at the path to Canada and was like, not happening, dude. Nope. This Wrong. isn't. This is not a safe decision <laughs> to make. Like, yeah. You you can try to go further. You can make it further, sure. But like, you you think you're going to make it to Canada this year? Doesn't look like it, dude. Yeah. You don't have the requisite skills and experience and and gear and everything else to to be able to do this. Like, and even if you did have all those things, it would still be tough as hell. So yeah, I mean, like quitting sometimes is is literally the best possible thing that you can do. Yeah, uh, and it sucks when you have to do it, you know. But yeah, that summit fever—that's the kind of stuff that gets you gets you gets killed. You killed. Yeah. And we talked last month. Um, we had a story about a German hiker who was <coughs> on the PCT yeah. northbound yeah. in November. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and got Louise. stranded. And actually, in this month's issue of Backpacker Magazine, there's a similar story of two guys in northern Washington on the PCT through hiking northbound in mid October. And they got in a pickle, and it, it kind of talks yeah. about their story. Again, I would See, say, if, like... if I just hiked a little bit further that <laughs> year, I could have gotten stranded in the middle of the in North Cascades. Yeah. I could have been in Backpacker. You could have been a star. Wow. <laughs> yeah, P.O.D. and I actually turned back on the Grand Enchantment Trail in 2014. Um, actually, on your first day <laughs> joining yeah, Skittles and I, we were hiking into the Gila Wilderness. We were trying to hike through an area that had been uh, washed out the previous year by some floods, and... It got more and more dicey, and we hit a point where it was kind of like, if we go forward, we can't actually turn around here because of the way the trail had been washed out. So we we decided not to go forward, and we turned back around, hiked back, found an alternate route, walked through the ghost town of Mugion, and then basically... And then through a mudslide, which was insane yeah, and difficult. But it wasn't dangerous. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So we finally got ourselves back up on the Grand Enchantment Trail near Muggy on Baldy, which is the high point, and we, we were able to continue the journey, but we did have to turn around and change plans. Yeah. And you know who has tons of stories about turning back is her Odyssey. Oh, yeah? Because they're, they don't have a specific route, and sometimes they get to a river crossing, and it's, they cannot cross it. So they have to turn around and go back and then find a road and find a bridge. But yeah, um, I mean, <clears throat> I think that's just part of adventuring and part of exploring is sometimes the way that you choose is not the way that's going to work. I mean, I, I had a number of times on the 14ers through hike where, you know, I'd put a line on a map and and when I got there, that line did not make any damn sense. So, you know, yeah, turning back or choosing another way or waiting. Um, yeah. You know, I heard uh, uh, Pepper give his talk once 
and he was talking about like you know river crossing specifically but he was saying you know do i have to cross here do i have to cross now you know and it's like yeah good point so right and i think turning back having to turn back or bail and take the low route which may be the disappointing option is one of the greatest experiences you can have as a hiker because it teaches you that you're going to survive turning back and taking the low route and there's going to be more experiences you know whereas if you keep going you can get yourself into a dicey situation or die and i would also say that we had to bail so many times in colorado <clears throat> on our cdt hike because we had three separate snowstorms that came through in early season and there's always this thing when you bail on a high route because of weather you're always you always keep looking up at the ridge and like hoping that it's snowing or lightning bolting to justify <laughs> yeah. your decision. Yeah, you're like, yeah. look, oh, I'm so glad I'm not up there. Uh-huh. And sometimes yeah. that's not what happens. Sometimes you take the lower out, and then the clouds clear away, and it's beautiful, and you're so upset. But but we we have come to this point where we've talked about it a lot. Like you have to make the decision and move on because if yeah, you totally. if you make the decision and go low or turn around and then the weather clears and you you're cursing yourself the next time you get in that situation you're going to be less likely to make the smart decision so you have to make the decision and live with it and not be mad at yourself if the weather then changes its mind well and to you know? know that you you still 100% made the right decision of if course. you if you made the the more conservative like safe decision to make sure that you're not going to hurt yourself out there or get other people that have to go out there and help or rescue or recover you then you've made the right decision. And like, if that means turning back, I'll tell you, I, I will right now, I give you the permission to turn around and feel good about the decision because it's right. totally okay. Yeah. That's the skill of con- uh, constantly reevaluating what you're trying to do is I think one of the biggest important things to do as a through hiker or any hiker. Yeah. I was thinking that too, so, having that flexibility and adaptability, no matter whether it's a dangerous situation or whatever it is, it's just constantly being able to evaluate what's in front of you and make, yeah, make the smart choice and be okay with it. And Just not say, be okay. married to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being really like flexible and loose about it. And even if it's not even a weather situation, if exactly. you just like yep. get to the point and you're like, I feel so exhausted, I feel like crap, and I can take this low route or I can go up on the ridge, like that's not necessarily like a weather situation or a safety situation. It might not seem like that, but like give yourself the option to take the route that's best for you in the moment. Yeah, except unless it's the ego creek trail in which case again your pct hike is invalid yeah. so i've learned so much okay. today yeah. <laughs> all right well i think that wraps it up for this here month's ask a hiker questions excellent yes sir all righty we have a um audio clip from a trail show listener for our trail tip this month I'm doing that because Dilo's not on mic at the moment. All right, here's our trail tip. Hey, trail show. This is Rigatoni Noodlehead with the tip of the week. So a little backstory. Um, I try to go as light as I can, just like everyone else out there. And uh, I don't often carry the the sleeping bag that will cover me in all uh, situations. Um, Usually it's like a 45-degree down bag, maybe down to like 35-degree. But sometimes... I find when it gets into the 20s um, below that, I'm hurting. And what I found one particularly bad night camping uh, when I just thought, man, I'm just not going to get to sleep tonight because my legs get cold. Uh, I, I do My upper body does all right because I keep my down jacket on 
and that seems to weather the the cold but it's my legs my feet my legs that just can't handle it in these small bags I carry and one night uh, I got resourceful and I realized that I carry this uh I have a Gossamer gear pack that has as part of the pack it has like a little trifold Ensolite foam uh, which I use as a sit pad I don't use it as a sleep pad and uh, in my desperation I took that uh, pad it's about the maybe three feet long and I stuffed it inside my sleeping bag on top of my legs all the way down to my ankles up towards you know just my hips is what it covered so basically I have it uh, inside the bag covering my legs and I'll tell you what that worked it kept the wind the chill and everything off of my legs. Uh, my legs finally started to warm up, and I slept the night through. And I realized I was onto something with these Ensolite sit pads that we all seem to carry. That you can stuff them inside your sleeping bag, and uh, you know, add about 10 or 15 degrees warmth to your sleeping bag. So that's the tip of the month: is to use that pad inside your sleeping bag when you just don't have enough warmth to uh, get through the night. Back to you, Disco. <laughs> I love that he threw it back to you yeah. at the end. Threw it back. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's funny. The So he's talking about the Gossamer Gear torso pad. I actually used that as my sleeping pad on our CDT hike in 2006. And I tried to use that same pad in 2014 on the GET. And what I've found is that now that I'm an old man, uh, I can't sleep on little sleeping, <laughs> short sleeping pads I'm anymore. So I need like a full-length inflatable... That's what I do now because Tell I'm man, it's all, all about those climates. Yeah. Super light. All those holes make them look foolish, but they're comfortable. and they're. Oh, there you go. Yeah, lightweight, inflatable, pretty durable. <laughs> I like it, though. I mean, you know, stuff anything. If you're cold in your sleeping bag, stuff any extra dry piece of gear you can I've down wrapped, in there, right? I wrapped my legs in um my raincoat before, yeah. which also mm-hmm. works really great. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually have a pair of down pants now. And, uh, so coveting though. Yeah. So want that. And I gotta say, like, just buy down pants, and they're so damned light. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're really easy, and you put them on, and then you're in heaven. And uh, mm. and I'm sure it's got to add some some temperature. But I I do like this piece of trail uh, trail tip right here though. Cool. Uh, Stuff it in. We had a question for salty this month, right? Oh. Yeah, salty oh, yes. snack. Okay, where is the question? Dear salty. It's that time again when I go ahead and have that fourth piece of pie. Oh wow, this is, is this, I feel personally this? attacked. <laughs> 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 and then wake up feeling a little icky. But you know, hair of the dog is the best medicine, so I have cookies and pie for breakfast too. Wow. Ooh, I did write this. Uh, <laughs> no, I did not, but it feels real close. Uh, I know I can decide to eat fewer sweets. But I usually am really disciplined and enjoy eating these homemade treats that only appear once a year in my house. Oh, I didn't write that then. (laughs) 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 I avoid the store-bought crap, but don't think twice about homemade cobbler or almond holiday cookies made by my sister and niece. This type of eating also mirrors what happens in town when I am on a trail. I get into town and want to eat everything just because it's there. I feel like I generally eat a pretty healthy diet both at home and on the trail, and I am not going to eat these treats once a year and at times when I'm in trail towns, but I'm wondering... If there are any foods I can eat before or after that will help regulate the sugar and help with digestion. Thanks for your tips, and thanks for not judging me. C-Ray. 
By the way, I have it on good advice that um, he got his trail name. His his actual name is Ray, and he lives right on the ocean. Oh, wow. kind of like Helly. Right. Yeah, Sorry. his trail name isn't Poopy. His name is Ellie, right. and he yeah. lives in Hell. Helly. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. All Please. right. Great questions, the array. Um, so I want to start with the last thing that he said about not judging him just before we go into the tips, because I think this is important. And I often have hiking partners or other people say, I know this isn't salty approved, or don't judge me for eating this. Um, and I just want to note that I genuinely don't care what people eat. And it's not that I don't care about like you as a person, but I don't, what I mean is like, I don't want to guilt anyone into any eating one way or the other. So when someone comes to me specifically seeking, seeking guidance, like I'm happy to provide that, but I'm truly not interested in judging people. And, and also like, it's not about rules or judgment. It's about taking self-responsibility, um, and making choices that align with your goals. So, and then being comfortable with those choices, regardless of what you decide. So no rules, only choices. Um, POD and I have talked a lot yeah, about this, have. but I think it's, anyway, I think that's a good point. Yeah, and stop also, like, saying salty approved. It's super right. annoying. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> and like, the I, phrase salty approved it's a is cop- not salty it's, approved. It's, it's a cop out. It's like saying, it is, yeah. you know, I don't know. Just take responsibility for your own choices. Like I'm going to eat this pie, this piece of pie or the whole pie. Because I want to, and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, sometimes pie is good for your emotional health. I, that's what I'm totally. saying. Yeah. <laughs> and you should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like this is the case, but like I hope there's no like <laughs> I know hope they're not judging themselves either because it's it's just a waste of energy. So you know, make a choice and deal with the consequences as an yes. adult. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, um, on to actual tips about answering the question and of how to lessen the impact of overindulging. Uh, so before and after a big meal, uh, I think it's really important to stay well hydrated because um, mm-hmm. that's easy to do and it's going to support healthy digestion and metabolism. And um, it's also will help you not overeat quite so much. Another thing you can do beforehand um, is to take digestive bitters. And the bitters are herbs that stimulate the digestive juices like stomach acid and bile. And it's, dand- uh, it's herbs like dandelion, burdock, milk thistle, motherwort, um, golden seal. Those are a few examples. Um, you can find them as tinctures in health food stores. Um, and I have a couple on my website under my favorite section that, you know, you can look at the ones that I use. How do you consume those? Um, like you mix so usually them with water or? Yeah, you can mix them with water. Or like I squirt tink- tinctures like straight into my mouth. So yeah. Do they taste? They taste funny? bitter. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. the idea. And so like an alternative is to actually eat bitter foods like arugula or something like that. Cause the idea is like you're priming your digestion. Um, and it really does make a difference like to prime your body and to like get the enzymes going, get the gastric juices going. Cause then you'll digest all of this stuff that you're about to overload so, like, yourself the, with. Literally like the bitter taste itself, like kind of triggers your system to go like, Oh, we should make this juice that's going to break yeah. that down. What about, I, I like to you know drink coffee at all hours of the day, but specifically <laughs> after a big meal, I really like, and I don't put sugar in it. Yeah. I like to drink some coffee, and I know that coffee kind of makes things happen. Yeah. Would that count? <laughs> it kind of yeah, makes, makes things, things happen. happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. it does. Oh, I it does. I think like like, that's more an effect of the caffeine, I think, often. Um, okay. I don't know that it's a, it helps as like a digestive aid. Okay. Not that I know. I'm going to tell myself that. Um, but you can also use, and you'll like this as well, um, taking apple cider vinegar <gasps> beforehand because that helps like acidify your stomach and uh, increase like hy- 
hydrochloric acid. So mm. also good for uh, digestion and digestive enzymes, which you can also, yep. Oh, yeah, we have some little shooters. Of we'll have to do those after you're done answering. Yes. And doing shots of apple cider vinegar kind of like simulates the little bite of liquor. So that, that's fun. You need to dilute that stuff, people. <laughs> don't, don't, go, do. don't go drinking straight apple cider vinegar. You might uh, not have a throat left afterwards. I, I just go a, straight. Just a trail tip. Do you really? No, you're not oh, supposed yeah. to. Dude, you're, it, you're not supposed to. The, the enamel on your teeth, too. Uh-huh. It can be really? pretty harsh yeah. on your teeth. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, I also sick. just do like, like a half a shot. But yeah. Anyway, keep going. Keep All going. right. Okay. I guess I'm going to yes. die. So foods, <laughs> apple cider vinegar, <laughs> digestive enzymes. And those are just like enzymes that you already have in your body, but you're taking more of them and it'll help you digest starches and fats and things like that. Um, and those really do help too. Also in the health food store. Um, so like as papaya, well as, the papaya enzyme thing? Yeah, um, like bromelain or I think that one's called. Yeah, and there's like amylase and uh, lipase, just the ones that are helping you break down all of these heavy foods that you're eating. So you can buy those and take a couple capsules like right with your meal. And that's often really helpful, especially if you're going to eat, eat inflammatory things like gluten and dairy, things that you might not di- digest well. Um, the other thing to do beforehand is to be in a relaxed state because, again, like it helps get your digestion going. When Which, I mean, that. it's the holidays. Everybody's yeah. relaxed. So, like, actually, like, <laughs> right. It's so, like physically, um, it's, I think it's called the like cephalic stage of digestion where it actually starts in your head before you even eat anything at all. Look at Dilo. He's uh, in a he's relaxed, so relaxed. state. He's about to I'm fall just digesting again. right now. So you just smell like the fantasize food. About what I know. I'm just eat. kicking up my digestion a notch. That's, right. That's all. Yeah. You're not going to have that indigestion. No. Yep. So you smell the food, you see it, and then um, that actually gets like your whole body ready to digest it better. It so is is that why uh, like a home cooked meal is so much more enjoyable? Is just because. It's like a yeah, whole you're sensory actually experience. Exactly. You're actually preparing it and your body, like your whole body is like taking that in and getting ready to like enjoy <laughs> that meal to digest it. It's like producing more amylase. Your, in your body's saliva. going, oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I dig it. Okay. And then a few tips mm. for afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> After the oh, overheating. Smell it. Can you smell that amylase? Oh, oh, that was oh it's so good. <laughs> Oh, God. Kay. Keep going. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to give you guys a moment there. Thanks. Should I whack the tubes? Let me whack the tubes. Right. I think they're already dead. Oh, wow. Beauty, you got to keep it family friendly. Family friendly. What? What? I was just saying. He okay. was getting us back on track. Okay. okay very good. After overeating, most a lot of people are like tempted to like starve themselves or not eat much the next day because they just overeat a big meal. But that actually it usually leads to overeating later in the day. So just like don't do that. Like you get in this cycle where you like you're really squirmy over there out of order. I'm gonna check my house for cameras. <laughs> Um, so instead of instead of starving yourself, um, focus on giving your digestive system a rest. So eat things that are really easy to digest, like focus on nutrient-dense liquids like broths and soups or maybe green smoothies, and then simple like whole food meals, um, just like real food and a lot of fiber and protein. And then again, steer clear of some of those more like inflammatory ones like dairy and gluten and processed oils. Yes, Dila? So then you can eat the pie? Well. Like, like all of it? It oh, better have a glu- it's, it's a gotta have a gluten free. It is a choice. It is a choice. Yeah. So, so it's gotta be gluten free and yeah. sweetened with agave nectar. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I will I, have a green I'm, I'm smoothie kidding, kidding. and a liter of broth and then I can eat the pie. It's however you wanna feel. 
Okay. That's how I want to feel. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe, you could, maybe you could dip the pie in your broth. Oh, yeah. Oh. What if it was a chicken pot pie? <gasps> oh, oh. Then really I would good. join you for the pie. Yeah. That does sound good. Yeah. Okay. A couple other tips afterwards. Oh. Get plenty of sleep because that's going to help you set up your hormones um, to work better, basically, and to not have cravings. And then you won't find yourself face first in the cookies again, hmm. most likely. Um, get some movement is also really helpful and it's not necessarily like burn off extra calories or anything like that. It's just to get like the lymph flowing, help you with detoxification, elimination, um, and literally like move things through your digestive system. And then of course it wouldn't be a podcast without me talking about gut health. So let's talk about support your gut and eat prebiotic foods with your meal before your meal. Um, and pro prebiotic foods, like lots of veggies and then also probiotic foods. Like can can you, can you talk a little bit more about prebiotic versus probiotic? Yes. So prebiotic are the foods that feed the probiotics. So the probiotics Mm. themselves are the healthy bacteria that, um, like the microbes that are helping you digest your food and the prebiotics are like fiber mostly soluble fiber and they feed they're what they're what the probiotics really like to feed on so you need both like you can't just be taking probiotics and then feeding them crap because Mm. you're going to kill them off you want to take the probiotics and make sure you're feeding them good foods like a lot of veggies so so the probiotics (laughs) are to to uh kind of kick start the system or whatever put the good good bacteria and microorganisms in your gut. Yep. And then the prebiotics are the things that you put in there to sort of farm those bacteria. So it's like a a seed and feed idea, like seed your gut with the probiotics and then Mm -hmm. feed the gut with the prebiotics. What's a good example of a prebiotic? Um, So like onions and garlic, um, a lot of different veggies are. Um, I think beans and oats have a lot of soluble fiber in them as well. So oatmeal. So if you eat oatmeal, it, oatmeal be good. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So usually, yeah, things things that have fiber in them, okay, basically are good. Yeah. So that's my that's my A to your Q, C Ray. All right, C Ray, go enjoy your pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I wonder what kind of pie it is. Uh, we should we should have a segment where we just talk about food. Like that we love, so that hikers <laughs> listen to this that are far away from town. So right? Just get really you know, sad about the fact I'll, they don't. Have I'll pie. talk for pecan pie for like five minutes right oh, now. Pecan pie. Oh, like, I'll make a pecan even, pie the next time we prepare. record. I no, made one last Don't Sunday. tease me, pecan oh, pie. Oh, dude, her pecan pie is on point. What's the Man, What's the I filling in a pecan, pecan pie. pie? It's sugar, sugar, of course. Sugar, butter, sugar, butter. What else? Because it's just pecans on top, right? Yeah. Or inside. There's a lot of steps though to make is it. Isn't it, is it a bunch of pie. eggs yeah. in there too? Egg, not a bunch. Like three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Three eggs, cup of milk. You know the little uh, the little tiny pecan pies that you see at the uh-huh. gas station that you no. know probably give you cancer like just eating <laughs> once. You know, <laughs> I can't resist them. I, every time I see them, I as can't a, resist. I can't, them. man. I and you know I'm pretty good. Uh, I, I like five. I don't of them get a lot of out. sugar cravings. I'm not like super sugary kind of an eater, but yeah. man, uh, those little crappy pecan pies when I see them in in the store. I buy them and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this after dinner. And then like three minutes later, I look down and there's just a wrapper left. <laughs> you know, I just I, I can't stop myself. Okay, I'm totally putting it in my phone. The next show, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a pecan pie. That's that sounds fantastic. Maybe we'll invite C. Can Ray we, over. Can we record like next week? No. <laughs> hey, we've got a media review with one Sean Pepper for we Pepper hasn't been on the show in four years, people. Wow, <laughs> four years, and maybe even has five. it been that long? It has. Actually, he was uh, on the live show we did at All the West Gathering. Oh, like that's right. Three four years ago, I think that was in 2015. Mm. Yeah, so it was, yeah, so three years ago. 
All right, folks. Um, so Pepper's book, and this book actually came out last year, but it's pertinent to this season. It's called Ultralight Winter Travel. It was written by him and Trauma. Um, and seeing how it's December and it's winter, you might be interested in how to travel in the winter ultralight. So ultralight. let's call Sean Pepper Foy. We might even play a prank on him. Hello, how's it going? Pe- oh my God, it's it really Pepper. works. Wow. He's, he's that alive. Like, it's that amazing. That's like the fast answer. It sounds like clear signal. Something's going to go wrong. Pepper. Pepper. There we go. Pepper. Oh, there, there it is. He's gone. Wow. We lost that him. We lost him, folks. Are you there, Pepper? Trail show to Pepper. Pepper Paw? Wait, is Pepper playing a prank on us? I think he is. Pepper, can you hear us? Pepper. Oh. <laughs> oh. He just... What the... Oh, t- hey, so, uh, Beauty, you know, tell him to call us. Laughing I laughter. Cool. Mirth. I laugh at mirth. <laughs> Wait. Pepper. Hello, it's Pepper. Hey, Pepper, it's Disco. Can you hear me? Oh, my God. What <laughs> century are we in? Oh, he can hear him. You this can hear us? Amazing. I can hear you. Oh! <laughs> Welcome Pepper. to the trail show. It's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. How's it going over there? It's going good, man. Just so you know who's in the room, it's me, Salty, Special 41, POD, and Out of Order. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Nice to hear you all. Yeah, all it's right. been a while. Are you single, Pepper? <laughs> Sounds <Wow>. complicated. <laughs> we just got right to it, did we? Single or swinger? I'm just curious for our listeners, so they know what they're. We get a lot of are. questions in the mailbag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of questions. I like to re- remain a man of mystery. Uh. <laughs> Pepper, it's been a while. I was trying to think. I think the last time you were on the trail show was when we did the live show at All the West Gathering out in Oregon. What in 2015, 2014? <clears throat> yep. That sounds about right. It's yeah. Well, you guys tried you, to sell him off. So no, he, I mean. Pepper got to ride around in Ron Moak's he got, Tesla. He got involved in the uh, win a threesome date, right? It was a win a date with Pepper, but those, no, no, those was, days are over. Was it? Sure. No. Maybe. All I know is that Pepper got to ride in Ron Moak's Tesla. No, it was win a date with Bobby, the Bobcat. Oh. But then Pepper was involved. Somehow. Yeah, I was just there to chaperone. He was like the awkward third yeah, wheel. Yeah. He was chaperone. Uh, to make sure things <laughs> so, went a little crazy. So, Pepper, this is timely, man. We've got a picture, or I should say we've got a copy of the book that came out last year that you and uh, you and Trauma put out called Ultralight Winter Travel. Cool. Awesome. What do you think? I think it's awesome, man. Whoever did the design for this book, I assume is the same person that did the design for Trail Tested because... Those two books look a little similar, but I think this one's a lot cleaner looking than Trail. It Tested. is, it is cleaner, and there's a lot of great info. As a matter of fact, there's a I like there's some some pics of you guys building snow shelters in here, and uh, my guess is that things have gone wrong if you're ending up building snow shelters. No, that's, no? sometimes that's a plan, right? I mean, it's just a it's a planned level of misery. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's dig into this book a little bit. So you and trauma put this out last year and what was the impetus to put this out did it have anything to do with your pct hike you know i think we did a lot of uh planning and pondering both before and after that trip um and it just felt like a a niche or a gap in sort of the the knowledge-based books out there so we were happy to contribute to learnings we had or 
um, especially under the banner of ultralight travel. I feel like um, that's a, always an area Trump and I are always interested or continuously trying to push. So, well, and I think the intersection between ultralight travel and winter travel was not highly prevalent in the past. You know, it's like winter travel was heavy. Yeah, I mean, right? you don't you don't really associate lightweight and winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. It feels like this fourth season has just been the uh, the bastard stepchild of all the other three. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, Poor winter. And, and I would ask you, like, is it actually possible to go ultralight in the winter? And what does that mean? Yeah, what does it mean? Give us, a, like, a ratio. Like, my summer pack, backpacking weight base weight is this, and then my ultralight just standard winter kit would be this. I mean, I would say uh, the answer is definitely yes. Um, I mean, summer base weights for me are anywhere from 6 to 10. And then I think in the winter... Um, depending on what type of trip or how long we were out for, definitely under 20 pounds as a base weight is pretty easy to achieve, and wow. 15 to 20. You know, and I would assume ultralight winter travel isn't all about gear. A lot of it's about know-how and knowledge and information. Systems and could, such. Yeah, could you speak to that a little bit, like um, maybe knowing not when to go into avalanche terrain and, you know, that kind of that piece of winter travel? Yeah, I think that was something we tried to stress in the book is to not try and bite off too much too soon. Um, day hikes are really great for just expanding what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, your first trip out, you're probably going to freeze your water bottle or um, break a tooth on a cliff bar. Um, so you just kind of piece all these little um, learnings together. And and I feel like we, we still recommend like taking especially if you're going to be an avalanche train like just taking at least at a minimum um like an avi one course or just some sort of backcountry familiarity course around snow conditions yeah but they're, they're super prevalent and available um really common to get to take one yeah and i would here in colorado i would point people to the colorado mountain club they offer a lot of courses including the avi one and you can get as advanced as you want, and I'm sure you know you're out in where California, or Oregon now. Uh, California. Yeah, and I'm sure Cali has. What what resources are out there for people wanting to get some winter knowledge? Um, I mean, there's still the like the you can take your Airy One, or um, I'm trying to think. Backcountry Babes is out here. Um, uh, there's probably a dozen providers in the Tahoe area. I'm kind of blanking on the other ones, but. I mean, if you just search avalanche courses or avalanche safety, um, you're going to have a ton of things come up online. But you did remember backcountry babes. Nice. <laughs> that Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> do you and Trauma do any, uh, have you guys thought about doing any courses together? Uh, we haven't. Um, he still patrols at right. times. Yeah, I feel like I, we're both busy enough. That, but how much fun still... would that be for people to sign up for a class with Pepper and Trauma? Oh, man. That'd be pretty be awesome. cool. It does sound. We'll have to do some uh, market analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done it. We, we just interest did. is high. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? What else do you have to offer about this book? I mean, do you think this is appropriate for, you know, say someone like me who's never done any winter camping? Maybe I'm just curious about what gear would be required. Do you think, or do you think it's more geared towards the person who already has some uh, winter travel experience? Yeah, we tried to write it in the context of someone who's probably doing a little bit of summer hiking. Um, it'd probably be a bit much to chew off if it was like your very first outing. 
but we did try to keep the the begin beginner user in mind throughout the book. Um, so it does cover everything from just uh, gear overview and safety and just techniques and tricks that we've learned along the way. But if it's still taking you like six hours to pack up camp and get going, um, it's going to take <laughs> even longer in the winter to I pack see. up. Okay. Might as well just stay 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 put. Right. <laughs> And I've got a question. Like, do you, are there ever any scenarios where it's um, a good thing to go out into the backcountry as a solo winter traveler? Or do you do you always kind of recommend people go in groups or at least two folks, that kind of thing? I think it's just you just have have to have a higher level of preparedness than compared to the summer. Um, I mean, like you were mentioning, avalanche con- conditions are a big factor, but just knowing what the weather is going to be if it's if a storm's coming in by all means, like letting people know where you're going and kind of doing trips within your, your skill set or comfort level. Um, I mean, I think of here in the Tahoe area, there's just tons of packed out trails that snowshoers or skiers do. So it's really easy to go to a trailhead and, and get a quick hike in that has very low risk. Uh, but you just have to know when those triggers are, when the risk has increased, either after a storm or, um, and that's all covered in the book. It's just knowing when what changes conditions that you have to be a little bit more attuned to uh, where the risk is is there anything that you guys did not include in this book that you now at this point you know you're a year or whatever out from from the publishing things that you in retrospect would have included in the book or things that you might want to add in another edition uh i think the basic principles and foundations are going to be a constant in the book. What continues to change is obviously gear. Things get lighter or better or faster. Um, so even when we're putting out the book, a lot of the things that we're putting in were either outdated or obsolete. It's just impossible to stay up with right. like the latest winter stove or um, lightest sleeping bag or over bag or something. So I think that's probably the area that would continues to get refinement but the techniques are all going to stay pretty true now it's been a while since i looked at the book because we passed it around here at the show um did you did you have a section on tent stakes i can't remember we did uh, just different types of either tent stakes or um dead men techniques that you can do awesome work in the winter yeah important here at the trail show do do you have a favorite type of uh of, of winter uh winter camping snow stake i mean you can't go wrong with a a stick it as a dead man Weighs nothing. Yeah, oh. that's true. Just a you stick know? off a tree. Just a, well, just uh, you kind of dig a trench, yeah. tie your tie your peacoat around it, and bury it. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because you don't have to carry it. You just you know. Yeah, Peyote, you're famous for doing such things Weightless. in the summer. Yeah, not, I, not in snow. That's true. I do that. I did that a lot on the Sierra High Route. And you just bury it in rocks, right? Yeah. It works great. Pepper, there's a picture of you on Scott Williamson's uh, dinner table with two knives in your hand attacking food. Can you speak to that? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the picture speaks for itself, but uh, if I need to elaborate, um, that's Scott came out to visit us on our, our winter trip. And in classic uh, through hiker community support form, he just brought copious amounts of food and snacks. And uh, I think at that point, we saw him just north of Tahoe. So all food is good food. So we we dove in. What's the uh, sketchiest winter hiking situation you've been in? Uh, I I've fallen into creeks many times in the winter, and I don't recommend it. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to work up in Minnesota doing a lot of dog sledding trips, and that we, we would run on the ice uh, up there, run the, the dog sled on the ice. So just lots of ice checking. But then anytime you're going up like little creeks or creeklets, that's where the ice gets like really shelfy or thin and hollow and just hard to check. So I've done my fair amount of falling in the creeks and then swearing a lot. What do you do? I mean, you you kind of have to get out of your wet clothes at that point, right? Yeah, especially if I was instructing or guiding, like I would definitely have a backup set of clothes. Um, and I mean, it's amazing even when it's below zero. If you're if you're still moving, um, you're gonna you're gonna be warm. I mean, that's the whole reason why we use synthetic or natural fibers. So just usually I would just wring things out as quick as I could and just keep moving, and I'll deal with the rest at camp. Wow. What do you uh, What do you think are some of the like? three biggest um, mistakes that beginning winter campers or hikers make? Uh, the biggest one that comes to mind for me is overdressing. I think when people think of winter, they just bundle up and then leave the trail and just immediately start sweating. In most conditions, I would just have like a base layer and a, a thin wind jacket on and really regulating what where you are bundling up, like extremities, hats, feet, um, and hands get much colder than your core does. Um, so just moisture management as a whole in the winter is anything from your water bottle to just moisture accumulating in your clothes or in your sleeping bag throughout the trip. Um, I think that's the technique that you have to just be, um, ultra aware of as you're going, if you're sweating or, you know, VBLs are not comfortable, but they do serve a purpose. Right. VBLs for all the people not in the know are vapor barrier liners. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention about this book before we move along? You know, it is wintertime here in California. I assume it's wintertime in Colorado. It is. The snow is out. Um, and you can't, you can't beat a, just a quiet walk in the woods after it snowed. So don't be scared to get out there. And this book's chock full of ways to enjoy yourself out there. Sweet. The book is called Ultralight Winter Travel. It is from Falcon Guides. And where can folks get their hands on it, Pepper? Uh, I think you can get it at both of Trauma and I's websites. You can probably buy it at REI. You can buy it online through yeah. Falcon Guides. What's the uh, best place Amazon, to buy it yeah. so that you get the most money? Yeah. What is your website, by the way? Uh, it's just seanforey.com or justinlichter.com. Excellent. We'll point people to those websites. Yeah. Cool. So well, Pepper, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's it's been a long time where it's nice to have you hear your voice, have you back on the show, and uh hopefully we'll talk to you sooner than three years next time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for still doing what you're doing. Good to hear from you all. All right, man. Thanks for coming. Cool. Have a good night. All right, we'll see ya. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Pepper P A Forey. Skiing <laughs> off into the snow. Skiing set. off into the snow set, yeah. Yeah, that right. book looks awesome. It's chock yeah. full of information. Oh, it's, it is totally. It's, it's yeah. two hundred and seventy plus pages, so yeah, you it, definitely get your money's worth. Yes, and um, there's no fluff in there. No, no. It, it's but it's still thorough. really like readable. Like, yes, you know, like really easy, digestible. Like, digestible. It's almost like it's made with bitters. Yes. <laughs> oh. If you're thinking of winter hiking, like you can really get in trouble fast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the winter, so it is. I mean, in the summer, you can make a lot more mistakes before you're in real trouble. Yeah. It's so it's really forgiving. good to have that kind of that kind of knowledge 
at your fingertips before you go and out And good there. for them for recognizing that there was a gap in yeah. available information totally. from them being so experienced in the backcountry in the wintertime and the trip that they did on the PCT and saying, hey, we should, you know, fill yeah. that gap. All yeah. right, we've got to take one last break. When we come back, we've got Mailbag, iTunes. We've got another audio clip. We're not even going to tell you what it is. <gasps> it's a mystery so old no one knows. The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. Trail Show is back, baby. And we've got some iTunes reviews this month that I just don't really want to read. So we're not going to do iTunes. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought those were I thought there were some good ones. You know, I think we're just going to table them till next month. Man, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I know. I, li- I like iTunes top five. I do too. Now the truth is, uh, we actually don't have enough to read, so uh, okay. uh, we will read them. Oh. Come on, people! This is what we want for Christmas. Oh this, man, this would be a great Christmas gift to the trail show or, I, or listen, Valentine's Day gift. Send listen, us some love everybody. letters for Valentine's Day. Everybody out there in Trail Show Nation, I just want you to listen to my voice right now, and what you're hearing is disappointment. <laughs> I'm, I'm crushed right now. I feel like a shell of a man. Because of the, the lack of, of iTunes top five reviews for Disco to read. I look forward to it for months at a time. And now, and now we have nothing. there's nothing. So I could read some ones I've already read. <sighs> no, it no be the that's, same. that's just not the same. It'd we might get same. some complaints. So listen, everybody, don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me down. Don't let me down. down, down. Let's do mailbag. Okay, yeah, that'll cheer me up. Yeah, we got a few missives in the mailbag this month, right, P.O.D.? We did. Where do you have? Uh, Let's see, I got from uh, Stephen the Vegan. Hi, just wanted to send you a note thanking you for the discussion with Amanda in episode 53. As As an old southern white guy who used to hike in jeans, the discussion with Zool really moved me. I don't think that I will ever completely understand the challenges of my friends, but I think your show helped a great deal. Stephen the Vegan. That's cool. Yep. And, you know, that's a show we did two, three years ago. And it's just kind of cool. Like, I haven't even thought about that show in two or three years. And then you get a letter about a show that someone has just listened to. And even though it's dated, um, it's kind of cool that it meant something to him. Totally. Um, okay. Mailbag item number two. Dear Trail Show, I'm currently hiking the Wachita Trail. Wachita. Oh, Wachita. Chi would be well, C-H-E-E. Spell it right. No, I put a pronouncer <laughs> in there. <laughs> you did. No, it's good. Chi is, is absolutely spelled C-H-I. Like righteous Chi. Oh. How would you, how would you spell the pronouncer Cha for that? Cha is a schwa, which is an upside down E. Do, is that even on my keyboard? No, it's a special character. But also, if you want... No, he's a special character. But if you <laughs> also, true. if you want the... F- whatever syllable you want to be... Uh, um, stressed, you have to put that syllable in all caps. That's what, I mean, don't oh. you know? Doesn't everyone know that? Well, yeah, so like yeah. those, those like how they sound things, there's I'm a, just gonna have some there's more like beer. a whole uh system of yes. rules for those. And I it's teach not, it, yeah, 
So that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not just like, oh, it sounds kind of like this to me. That they're, they're, no. okay. Are, so they're, they're hiding that. Oh, if you put it in parentheses, it's for real. Okay. So maybe. For pronouncers in the future, I'll just consult yeah. with you. That would be great. <laughs> okay. If you could do that for the past as well. Okay. That's correct. <laughs> we could go back in time. Okay, watch it all. Uh, Should I start the mailbag? No, no, it's okay, fine. I stopped in and got a hamburger when the cook started talking to me about a crazy hiker that had come through before. Turns out it was Swami. Hey, now. Thanks for having him on to talk about this trail. The Curtis hey, Ware. Curtis yeah. Ware. Wow. Haven't heard from that guy in a long time. Thank where, you, Curtis Where has Ware. he been? Okay. Now, this uh, is an interesting mailbag Out of order is not laughing, so we're going to move on. Is this a postcard? <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, this was sent a long time ago, but if you remember, Dilo forgot to bring it to the last show that he was on. I do remember that. Mm. Yes. So this was sent like, what, a year ago? <laughs> Probably in the summertime sometime. I don't know. So this is a postcard from the Firehouse Brewing Company, which apparently is in the Black Hills. South, South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. Rapid City. Yes. It says, there are more old drunks than there are old doctors. South Dakota's Willie Nelson. first brew pub. That's right. So mm. the back of the That's an interesting postcard is a message. Okay. It says, what up, trail show? What's up, trail show? What's yeah, up, I feel like I is this from you? It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's up, Trail Show? Tenth Steak Review, dehydrated water. Aren't we all tired of carrying liters and liters of water? Next level minimalism, powdered water. Just add water to your dehydrated water and you've got double water. Cheers, Bard the Changeling, a.k.a. Bardicus, a.k.a. Coco Monument, the Paper Bandit. Coco Monument, the Paper Bandit. I don't understand. So, it says tent stake review, but then I think it's like he's proposing it in lieu of a tent stake review. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, but listen, but that I, I'm, I'm just gonna say, like, I I like where you're going with this. Okay, uh, powdered water is a great idea. Dehydrated water is a great idea. Except that I I've had the uh, the patent pending on this for a couple of years. It's a, it's an integrated system. It's a hydrogen balloon. Uh, it floats your pack, giving you a, a sub-zero base weight while while it's it's toting your pack around for you. And then when you're ready to uh, to cook, you cook and you and you know what's generated is water, and so it's your water source as well. And so the dehydrated water is is multifunction. So yeah, because it's not actually dehydrated because uh, hydrogen mm-hmm. and oxygen do not exist as solids. So. There's no such thing. You can't you can't dehydrate water. You can it evaporates and you can condense it. That's yeah. well. I mean, you know, I'm talking about about chemical reactions. Yeah, and of stuff. course. It's not, no, it's, that's it's what not I'm just saying. a state change or something like that. Yeah. Or a, yeah. No. But 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 I I I think a solid effort. Um, yes. And you could I think use you should it as experiment. a is an icicle. We're talking oh, about winter hiking. Oh, dude. Oh, we never considered we that before. Sh- we should have asked. Oh my god. Amazing. Icicles. The guy from Florida comes yeah. up with the icicles. Yeah. He's from the snowy yeah. part of Florida. That's true. <laughs> you think that you think that Pepper would have uh, would have thrown that one? Yeah, to come us, on, Pepper. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it Lame. anywhere in that whole book. All right, is that it for mailbag? Um, that's it. Uh, I did want to mention one more thing. Uh, I I just wanted to bring up. This is not really a mailbag, but um, I wanted to ask Salty about something that I meant to ask her about during the salty snack. Last month, we had a, sh- a guy write in or a person write in about how to prepare themselves for 
vitamin deficiency that's going to inevitably happen along the trail. And you had mentioned after the taping that you were working on something, a project that might be helpful to people who are thinking about taking a long hike or just in general. And I meant to ask you about that. Can you talk about what you're working on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, Yeah. So uh, I'm putting together a course, an online course uh, that's going to come out probably in mid-February. And the concept of the course is to prepare people to get ready for their upcoming adventures this summer, whether it's a through hike or any kind of hike or, or anything else so just to get in shape. Um, so it'll cover like all aspects of health, basically like getting your diet dialed in, um, getting back to like an ideal weight if you're not at one right now. Um, and just getting your gut health in order, getting your sleep, your stress, all of that in order. Um, kind of going from like that winter, like out of shape, Winter um, manatee. Is, yeah, winter manatee. Yeah, winter, winter manatee right. feeling. Um, to feeling like you're really like ready for your adventure. So thanks for thanks for shouting that and looking at me. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're uh, the one who always says <laughs> that. Like, winter True. manatee, summer dolphin. We're I just trying to help you embrace that. <laughs> no, I'm embracing it. I'm, I yeah. was being serious. I appreciate it. Summer. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm just like taking some of the concepts that uh, most of my clients come to me with and combining it into one course um, so that it can be really affordable. Um, and I can work with lots of people at once and it'll be really powerful and help you Uh, because you see so many people who either come off the trail and they're just like totally destroyed with their health. And I think if you go into it feeling like your health is optimal and you're more resilient, then you're not going to experience that. You might not have to like get off trail because of health issues or injuries or things like that. So it's really to get people just like optimize, optimize your health and increase your energy. And again, like get your gut health in order and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, if people are interested and, um, they want to even have like a part in like, um, influencing some of the content that gets created, I encourage them to get on my email list at katiegerber.com. And that's where I'm going to be sending out updates throughout the course creation. Um, yeah. Now, is that a pop-up on your website, the email address? <laughs> Actually, it is right now. Oh, okay. Oh, it's D-Lo, a good thing Delo's gone. I know. It's oh, so man. offensive. Yeah, Delo had to leave the building. Yeah. So. Um, it's a good thing he's not here. Okay, cool. So people can go to your website and sign up for that and maybe have a hand in the creation. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear about what people's like biggest struggles are with their health over the winter and you know what they need the most help with with getting ready for their next adventure and and they can also just sign up for your standard uh email yep i'll send out right updates there, there. Well, right? yeah. yep and then as the course gets closer i'll make a specific email list for that i think while we're talking about gut health we should do those apple cider vinegar shots oh, yeah. oh let's do it can you have some can shots can you pass one of those Man. over to shot, shot, so shot, 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 out of order and i will less share gear, more <laughs> apple cider vinegar shots Okay, what flavor do we have out of order? So you guys aren't diluting this? You're going... We it's not. It's already diluted. This cinnamon is maple. I, I didn't know that. It has a Canadian symbol on it. Uh, that's a maple leaf? Yes, I know. This one's a Canadian symbol. <laughs> uh, we have maples in the United States as well. Oh, yeah, what do we have Gin- over here? Ginger pineapple. Okay. Oh. Does that have a Hawaiian symbol on it? I think we got the it? better one. Oh, it's good. It's spicy. It's got like that gingery kick to it. Weren't pineapples yeah. once like a symbol good, of good wealth? Like health. if you had one in England, I'm good, like man. Very you're not going to yeah, get on the bottom. I got to get all this, the the mother from the bottom. That's right. The Definitely mother. the most delicious. I'll let you go yeah. first. I won't contaminate it. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking I'm gonna be Canadian after this. Oh, and about the course, and the I made a, like a free a free gift for people when they're on my email list, and that is basically step one of dialing in your diet, and oh. it goes through like a really 
thorough process of how you can customize your diet for you so you can get out anything that's like irritating to you and which what that does is help reduce inflammation and again fix your gut health and you'll see a huge difference in like any symptoms that you're experiencing just by going through this does this mean that i shouldn't eat the peppers it's it depends on what your body tells you and you'll find out by going through my, this my body definitely tells me not to eat the peppers. No peppers. you probably shouldn't eat the pie either. for me it's onions it but i eat them anyway because i feel like they're doing other good things yeah they're good i just well just also gas. for me it's like dosage too like i can handle some peppers but it's if true. i eat too many or like if they're not like bell peppers enough. yeah bell peppers this, okay like the this has skin. an interesting flavor no, no bueno. i don't think i like it more than plain the way i drink it with sparkling water but um I feel like this would be really good with like rum or whiskey or something. Oh, do you, you want to try this one? Yeah, you guys should try this one too. I'm curious about the Canadian one. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I got Maybe like a random question for you. <laughs> okay. When I was a kid, my mom used to make take uh, um, shots of cod liver oil, and Come I on. hated the hell out of it. It, it was <laughs> like I feel traumatized by it still to this day. <laughs> Here, you should is, try my. Is that drink. stuff like any good, or is that it is that just better. like? Uh, it is good, yeah. yeah. It's the um, oh, it's the triple O, man. They're just trying to force just me to drink it. this vinegar stuff. This will <laughs> taste better. I was no, told there it. was beer. Don't drink that, man. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like that either. Try it. It <laughs> tastes better, I think. I think it is I have is faith good. in Disco's opinion. Okay, Come I'm going to go ahead and say, actually, this this uh, apple cider one. Yeah. I would They're both totally, apple cider. Or, I'm sorry, uh, cinnamon maple one. I would totally put that on my oatmeal. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I, I think with some whiskey, it'd be good. Yeah, or hot. just like a little bit of honey to, to offset the, the, uh, the tartness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, listen to this guy. Yeah. Triple O, man. Why are you, why are you hating? Why are you <laughs> gut health, man. Because it doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, qu- lay off the whistle. Come on. All right. We, we've got uh, donors this month, P.O.D. Oh, did people Ooh. give us some? I think they did. Matter of fact, this list is as long as it's ever been. It's like half the page. It's a Christmas miracle. Thank you, guys. For the donations, and just so you know, we we uh, we do support her Odyssey and Virgil, and we've been doing some donations to different organizations throughout the year, including uh, Outward Bound. So thanks for all that. Okay, we got Bernard Wolf. Hey, Russ, not fuss, Kinder. Don't worry about Russ, it. not fuss. Craig Pisco Gully. Pisco, what a guy who provided that amazing Trail Show oh. T-shirt photo yeah that was really like honestly i feel like that that should probably be our uh social media picture for a little while it should be because that's that's really good it's awesome we'll have out of order change that after the show okay (laughs) what (laughs) chris christmas i mean christmas gringo madness so crazy just local bobby walter the the bobby Bobby walters Walters. booby walters Walters. (laughs) wow Hey, it was written in the letter. Yeah, it's true now. Maybe that's her sister. Uh, Alter ego, maybe. Richard Glasgow. Hey, big shout out to Rich Glasgow. A box of that granola just arrived at Trail Show Studios, care of Rich Glasgow, um, along with some coffee. Oh, yeah, that so stuff that, that I was snacking on? Ooh, yeah. The coffee was delicious. <clears throat> the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. It was. Yeah, del- I did. I tried it. It was. It was okay. yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So he sent us. Co- I mean, in us. addition to his monthly donate donation, he sent us some uh, coffee. He roasted himself along with the three bags of granola. Although there are only two here because one's gone already. And that is That's from suspicious. Richard and Alicia Glasgow, who are commonly known as Lemuel and Skunk Cabbage. Thanks, guys. P.S. Okay, let's see who else we got here. 
Joshua bow down to Ja Bowden. All the way down, Ja. Diane Pinker. Shh. Fine. Pink, 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 David Vitti. Vitti. Hey. Justin. Quality. Nulls. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. The Baptist. Ingrid Don't Gerard. No cross. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Samuel Emery. The board. Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hi, Rudy. Rudy. Hey. Hey, hey, by the way, Rudy, nice uh, trail show shirt. In your yes. Oh, yeah, we were yes, just looking at that. Yeah. We were admiring you. Uh-huh. Jeffrey... Cottonmouth Caldwell. What? Wait, what? Yeah. That's his actual trail name. Okay. Cottonmouth. Ah. Is it really? Now that weed's legal everywhere. So, um. Uh, (laughs) Well, the more you know. Yep. (coughs) Buddy Sessoms, not Sessions. Not Sessions. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Get out of here. Steven the Hustler Russell. Just working it. You got to know when to hold them. No when to fold them. (laughs) Ammon the Brute, Bruce. The Brute. Um, Trevor, smoke it if you got it. Bold man. Load him up. Nice. Oh, God, that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It sounded like there was a pheasant like, behind my head. I thought D-Lo left. Sorry, I don't know what that noise was with Trevor Bullman. <laughs> Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. The power. Shira. There's a new show. Yes, she will what? be, by the way, she's going to be on the February show talking about Onda. Boom, bam. Because we're going to be talking about the ODT. Uh, Let's see here. Who who else we got here? Uh, Wesley, the haggis addict, Greenwood. I need my haggis. Give me the haggis. Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha Honeydew, Codette. Hey, now. I'm sorry. That was a a mouthful right there. Uh, Tongue twister. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Don't take. Tebow saves. Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. <laughs> Talking so, about trail names. So meat Popsicle. <laughs> Very meaty. Joseph Picararo. Hey. I haven't come up with something good for him Forget yet. about it. I, I wonder what Picararo means. Maybe we should It does uh, have the word pecker up. in it. Well, I mean, it, it looks Italian, rare. right? Rare, maybe, too. Maybe we can look it up and then, rare, and then figure out a, a fun name. Joseph the Rare Pecker Picararo. How dare well, you. Well, you know why it's so rare. Brandon Lostball's Love Lady. I want to know the story behind that name. <laughs> I don't know. Daniel Fundip Sharps. Shira the Switchblady. And Brian the Big <laughs> McNamara. So big. James, James Myers, Cajun Spice. That's the guy the who beer sent sponsor? us. All right. Pretty sure that's where the bear came from. The probable beer good. sponsor. All Very right. Good. There was no name on the box. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. No, just an address. Who's Jake Cheeks Rish? That's who sent. Oh, oh! We didn't get into the second bit of beer. There's more beer. There's more beer. Wait, what? there's more oh, no, beer. Stop the music. Stop oh. the music. Right, stop. You guys everybody. have me drinking apple cider vinegar, and there's more beer. <laughs> there Beauty. is more beer. What are you talking about? Wait, there's more beer up in the fridge. You didn't what? bring. What? Oh. Should I bring it down? We still got. <laughs> oh my Tenth sake review to do. <laughs> Anyway, uh, there's the disappointment job. return. Uh, I think I think we're gonna have to bring some beer down. Should I go get it right now? Yeah, I think we okay. we gotta stop the show. All right, yeah. stop All right, the, show. the show. Stop the show. Jesus. 
Jesus, amateurs. Here. I know. All right, we stopped the show, people, but we're back. We have new beers in hand. Care of Jake's, Jake Cheeks Rich. Wow, I'm having yeah. some uh, some trouble some here beer trouble. because the beer is oh. so good. So I will say that he, that he actually brought these to our doorstep. Happy birthday to his girlfriend. She is just turned 21. What? And uh, happy birthday. Yeah, they came down to Salida. Uh, Willow is her name. They came down Willow. to Salida for her 21st birthday. Mm. And at midnight when she turned 21, they went to the Vic. Huh. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. That's so he, cool. uh, he brought some beers by the house, which is awesome. I have the Easy Day Kulsh, which is nice. 4.5, nice little light uh, drinking there from uh, Worthy Brewing. And also the uh, Caldera IPA, which is an Oregon IPA from Ashland. It's a nice mix of, of beers. What do you guys have? Uh, I've got uh, got something from Crux Fermentation Project. This is another Bend, Oregon one. I think these are the same folks that do that uh, the PCT. PCT theme. Porter. Yeah, that's the I one think. that I've got. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then I just set you up. Uh, the <laughs> one that I have is the Doctor Jack. This is a fresh hop IPA. Yeah. Uh, Six point nine percent alcohol by volume and a number five zero on the IBU scale. Mm. Um. Shall shall I read the whole thing? No. You sure? No. I could no, read it. No. I could read it's it. Okay. It's Come not on, that D- long. Only Dilo would read yes. that. I could, I could do a Dilo impression and read it. Oh, that might be good. I don't actually have a Dilo okay, impression. Okay, very good. Though. Okay. What do you have, Salty? Uh, so I have the PCT Porter, also from Crux. Uh, it is 5.5% ABV, 30 IBU. And it says it's a day in and day out Porter. Yeah, we've had that beer yeah. on the show before, but oh, yeah, I feel like it was a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. It's good. Well, and and uh, unless I'm mistaken, the artwork on that can uh, comes from uh, Colby Kirk, aka Con. Oh, yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. and uh, and yeah, so it they they chose some of his uh, his getting famous um, trail journal art or whatever um, for yeah. that can. You know, mm. I've got from the Fort George Brewery. Out of Astoria, Oregon, I've got the Magnanimous IPA. IPA brewed with grand fur. Grand fur. Yeah, I wonder if it's more I like want to try that one. I do, too, like a spruce tip kind of yeah. taste. Anyway, it's uh, 7% ABV. This looks delicious. Yeah, it does. Uh, what do you have, Triple O? Uh, from Cascade Lakes Brewing Company, I have the Pineapple Kush. It's Are you sure that's beer? <laughs> you know, pineapple Kush. I think. Yeah. I think that might be something it's, else. Did Dilo, did Dilo leave it's that here? It's in a here? can. It's in a okay. can. Wait, it's does the can uh, unscrew? It's liquid. Seven point one percent, and it's got pineapple. I actually <laughs> and um, hops. I, I, it's an IPA. So he gave us doubles of that, and I, I must admit, I've already had one of those. Oh, um, the tax is steep. It was quite delicious. (laughs) There were a few doubles. It's a long drive down here to the front range. It's quite delicious. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, uh, Mr. Cheeks, Mm. Jake Rish. We do appreciate. Yeah, thanks for dropping that off, too. The beers. It's going to make our late night Mm -hmm. drinking drinking a little more fun. We're going to take a break after the show, go have dinner, and then we're going to come back and do some more drinking. (laughs) Drinking, All right, POD. I think uh, when we last left off of our donors, we were. We had just talked about Cajun Spice. Yeah. And now we are on to Sean Weedman. The Weed Man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that noise? <laughs> no. uh, really patty Cake Matiskela. Hey, Patty Cake. Patty Cake. Uh, and then we've got our one-offs. We've got Joey, Mr. Poutine Fries. Poutine. Oh, nice. 
Jeremy, the corn ramen shaman again. The, the corn, corn ramen. ramen. Shaman. Mark Weatherington Jr. the third Esquire, His Majesty, <laughs> has decided to donate again. Thank you, Mark. Uh, in indubitably indisposed. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there he was in studio. I didn't realize. <laughs> we have Paul Hazmat True Love. Hazmat. Mike Scouts Honor Matthias. I like that. And then uh, we have the uh, the Glasgow's Lemuel and Skunk Cabbage for the coffee and other goodies. Granola. And and we just had a donation come in during the recording. You're what? Kidding what? Me. Come on. That doesn't yes. happen. Come on. Come on. From Brian Morris. He says, I really love the show. Thank you so much for putting in all the time and effort every month creating it. And Brian, we appreciate your very, very, very generous donation. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Brian. Oh, let's buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we appreciate that. Thank you for uh, donating live during the show. That's pretty cool. That, yeah. that is pretty cool. I wonder if he knew we were taping. Maybe. He sensed it. Did yeah. we? Did yeah. we? Yeah post anything about we're taping right now i don't think so salty did i did i put a story up yeah oh. leaker. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one yeah okay excellent so that's uh donors and mailbag we got yeah, that we appreciate that so we have a twofer this evening we've got another audio clip from moon kid wait yes. what? and he's not in ecuador he's actually in colombia He's jumped. Wow. So we oh, get to ago. see if he survives. We get to see if he survives. <laughs> so let's. Well, he's not out of Colombia yet. <laughs> let's go to the clip. Hey guys, another small audio clip from Colombia that time. I've been walking Colombia for about ten days, um, most of the time along the the Pan American Highway, which is the, Whoa, the oh very God. long road. You are right out all of the order. way from the. Bel- well, out. Uh, by the way, out of order. <laughs> yeah, you yes. flinched visibly at the sound of that <laughs> approaching vehicle. <laughs> out of order, got nervous. <laughs> Going all the way from the bottom of South America to the top of North America. Like me, actually. <laughs> so wow, that's I don't know really if you close. Can hear yeah. the noise behind me, the song of the road. So, as you can imagine, it has been quite boring sometimes and uh, also a little bit dangerous because of all the trucks and the cars passing by who don't really care about small French guy walking on the side of the road. <laughs> definitely don't. So I have to take care of myself. I am, um, I am heading to Cali. I, uh, I will get there in two days. Cali, which is one of the biggest cities in Colombia. So um, I don't think it, it is actually dangerous, but um, I'm going to be careful. Because, well, you know, in the surroundings of uh, big cities like this, you have to keep your eyes wide open. I wouldn't like to find myself in a bad situation. Anyway, um, I have a big announcement to do, actually. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, I don't, have, I don't have any transition, but <laughs> Disco, if you have the breaking news sound effect, that would be perfect. <laughs> So, right there. I have a big announcement to do. Fresh the off the fact wire. is that I'm planning to start running instead of walking what? through Central, Central America. I okay. conceived the idea in my mind first when uh, I got ill in Peru and I lost a lot of time. So, this is for the pragmatical aspect, but at the same time, I have to say that it has always been a dream. 
to travel that way very light, uh, running, uh, all that stuff. And anyway, I, I think that will be very, very interesting for that project, for the, for the sport, the physical challenge of that project across the Americas on foot, so walking and running. So I'm, I'm planning to resume the walk from the, the American border from uh, New Mexico in the aim to do the CDT in the USA. And uh, see you next month to see what happens. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah. I, wow. It's getting anxiety. Like a, tracks, immersive experience tracks. right there. They don't drive carefully down there either. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. It's a pretty. Wild. I think if you yeah. listen real carefully at one point there, you can actually hear him hop out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this sounds familiar. <laughs> it's time for tent steaks. It's time for La Bomba. Oh. It's time for tent steaks. All right, Beauty, what's our tent steak review tonight? So, you know, as you know, we're looking into alternate uses for tent steaks. Yeah. And Fidget, yesterday when we were skiing, she was like, oh, I've been meaning to tell you I have an alternate use for the tent steak. Ooh. So her alternate <laughs> use is when you get those real nasty calluses built up like on your heels mm-hmm. and stuff. And they get like start to get a little scratchy. They start to flake off. Is you can get a good if you got one of those good like the, the triangular prism ones. Mm-hmm. You know the ones with an edge. You can get in there and just like start shaving off <laughs> whole <laughs> pieces. Okay. You know, maybe okay. like right after okay. the shower when yeah, soft. like a yeah, like yeah. a loofah. Yeah. All right. Tent steak loofah. Really hey, good. And, and you're already carrying it. Then so. you can ditch that uh, ditch that sandpaper that you use to sand off your calluses. Yep. You just use the tent steak dual purpose. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Huh. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get the feeling she actually did that. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Hey, whatever works, right? Yeah. All right. That's a definitely an alternate use for a tent yeah. steak. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess I'll save mine for next month. Oh, you got one. Oh, good. Well, yeah. we'll find out next you month. So all, right, all right. Very good. <laughs> well, I guess. Fine, guys. <laughs> so much disappointment this episode. All right. We're coming in for the close, people. It's what? been a big, no. big episode. I know. Put I know your, uh, put your seat, seats up. Tray tables. Lock segment. them up. Oh, oh, oh. How did we? Wait. The wild card The segment. wild card Wild card. Segment. Are we going to start talking about the wild NFL playoffs? Wild card. Oh man, you're right. What? We we skipped a segment, Triple O. Oh man, I don't know how we're so. You organized. got me so hyped. Okay, about it. we'll we'll make this quick then. So <laughs> okay, my idea with this segment is it'd be kind of like a trail show year in review. It's the season of Thanksgiving. It's the season of perpetual hope. Special forty one. Maybe we'll say something that. We're Wait, why did I get called out there? Your face is not seeing yeah. perpetual hope right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we'll say something we're thankful for, and it can be brief, it can be one word. And then what I was hoping is that maybe um, we could throw out something we want to do with the show in 2019. With the show? Yes. With the show. With the show in 2019 that we haven't done yet. Who wants w- to would this be like uh, setting goals? Like I'm going to actually read the show sheet. Yeah, kind of okay, deal? that that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we could, you know, we could do something like that. P.O.D., you want to start us out? You look like you do. You look like you're deep in thought. Your well, face. The says first that thing you that are. came to me was I'd just like to see us continue to feature more females in sure. many aspects of our show for 2019. Yep. Do you have anything um, from this past year that you're particularly Stoked Are on we talking or? about with the show or in my life? With the show, but 
you know, if in your life, if it's hiking related, why not? Whatever. You have to come back to me for that. Okay. Um, I have a hard time being grateful. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a cold heart. (laughs) Maybe we'll just stick to 2019. I think that's easier. So for 2019... Wait, I can tell you something I'm grateful uh, for. Okay, go ahead, Peter. 2018 was the year that I met Fidget and Neon through the show. Yeah. And um, although I only met them for one night, Fidget especially, I felt a real connection with her. And she and I kept in touch um, while she was doing this last season of her hiking. And I... Really appreciate her and Neon, um, but I've kept in touch more with Fidget, and I really appreciate her and the way that she is approaching this journey and the amount of giving back she's doing in the way of yeah. education for those of us who live in the country of haves. And um, <clears throat> and so her friendship is something that I'm really thankful for, and I got to see her yesterday, and she's only here for a limited time, and I really appreciate that she reserve some time for me while she's decompressing and also doing tons of work before yeah. they leave on their next trip. So that is something I'm thankful for, for the show. That's awesome. You know, I, I would just say, I feel like every month when we do the show, I look at this list of people that are, that are donors and it keeps getting bigger and it's, I don't know, it's that coupled with like some of the letters we've gotten recently about how <coughs> the trail show has meant something specific to someone it's kind of cool, like, you know, it's just this goofy show we do once a month where we sit around and talk trail, but every once in a while we're able to touch a nerve, and I think that's really cool. And I think it's cool that, like, people are willing to throw a couple bucks our way just so we can keep it going. You know, we've been doing the show for six and a half years, and, you know, hopefully we'll we'll keep it going forever to infinity. Um, but anyway, I just want to say thank you to Trail Show Nation for giving us encouragement to keep doing what we do. Um, for 2019, I really, I've got a couple of ideas. Uh, definitely more sound effects. I introduced a few new ones <laughs> yes. tonight. Yeah. I introduced a few new Bring ones tonight. Bring it back to the original show. Bring it back to the show original. Show one, which was 50% sound effects. That's right. <laughs> and, and we might not go that heavy in 2019, Triple O, but we're going to. So does this mean I have the clearance to go ahead and put sound effects on, on my iPad oh, and we can have battling sound effects? Oh, I think, I, I think oh that's my. encouraged. That could be a bonus show. <laughs> just, you, just, should, you can only communicate in sound effects. <laughs> We'll be like Bumblebee. Uh, but I also, you know, we've got some ideas for bonus shows, and we haven't done a whole lot of bonus shows in a long time. But I, you know, I'm hoping to kind of spotlight each of the trail show co-hosts in 2019 with bonus shows. So we'll see. We'll see if we can actually make those happen. It's difficult, people, because we need time and time is limited. So we're going to try our best to do some more bonus shows in 2019. Preach. Yeah, I'll, I'll Preach go, it. I'll go next. Preach it, brother. And you know, uh, so actually, you know, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday. So I like that we're doing this little roundtable thankfulness thing. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing that kind of occurred to me on Thanksgiving this year was how thankful I am for just being. And I know that sounds a little hokey and very bolder, but but seriously, the the I have a very cosmological view of 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 existence. It took the universe 13 billion years to get to the point where we could all sit around in this little room and hang out, drink some beer, say some stuff into some little electronic boxes, and have people actually connect with that. Uh, So I'm thankful for for whatever crazy happenstance of the universe conspiring to make this happen. And Hey, 
Took him thir- took it thirteen billion years, so I'm pretty appreciative of the or five, time that or the 5, universe 000. put in. Or five thousand, I mean, you know, whatever you think. D- depending uh, on the one, there's two sides know. to the debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> any any um, hopes and dreams for 2019? Uh, you know, for the show, actually, one thing that I'd really like to see us do is I've I've really been happy with the fact that we've done conservation uh, yes. and like community involvement type uh, interviews. Um, so I'd really like to see us continue to do that and, and really strengthen that that aspect of the show. I think that, you know, obviously we have a lot of fun on here, but there's a lot of, be, of fun to be had. Um, like that that little article that I mentioned during uh, during trail news about that trail crew, they sound like a fun crew to hang out with. You know what I mean? So I think highlighting some of the some of the great work that people are doing um, in the trail world, but in the outdoors world at large, to help preserve, to give back, to get people involved. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to some of the the great conservation or involvement interviews that we can do in, in the next year. Definitely, triple O. <laughs> Did I steal yours? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I think I, I'm grateful. This 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 year had been a big transition to me for me because I moved out to Colorado and started a new job. Got to hang out with all you guys a lot more, which is really excellent. And so I'm just really grateful that that all seems to really have worked out well for me. Uh, I feel very comfortable and feel like this is becoming my home. Cool. Um, so I'm excited about that. And uh, 2019, man. 2019. Any, any um, hopes and dreams? Yeah, I think I I, I kind of second POD in that I think we should really try and get as many more diverse uh, voices on here as possible, especially like interviews and stuff, and kind of tackling some of the tougher issues that that are out there. Like, like why is it why is it it is a lot harder to hike as a minority in certain areas. It is a lot harder to to hike as a woman alone. Um, and kind of how not only highlighting the issue, but also figuring out as a community how we can do better. Like, what what can everyone else do to make that better? So um, not to get too serious because we're we're not only just serious stuff here at the trail show, but right. I think it's it, we have such a great mix of both a real fun atmosphere, but also we do take on some of these these issues, and I think it's it's a great mix, and I, I look forward to doing that more next year. Cool, excellent, salty. Do you want to throw anything in here? Do I get to weigh in? You sure. Can guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Sure. All right. Well, I mean, you've been on as many shows as Dilo this year. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. You can speak for Dilo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please. Um. Well, for 2018, I think one of my biggest um, things that I'm grateful for is like the new connections that I've made this year, and especially having come back to Colorado a couple of years ago and being able to tr- connect more closely with like the trail community and and being invited into the magic of the trail show. Uh, these past how many ever five or six months has been really special you guys are you're doing something awesome like yeah it's a silly show and it's goofy but it's also um, I think a really important like cohesive thread throughout the community and it's it's impacting people and um, I think it's really important so it's been cool to be part of that Um, so yeah I think all the all the new connections is my biggest thing that I'm grateful for anything for 2019 Um, suggestions yeah. For the trail show? 
So, you know, something to whet our appetite for the upcoming year. So we yeah. can start the digestion Jeez. process right, now. Right. <laughs> or you can speak for Dilo. Some bitters, maybe. Oh yeah. Really side. looking forward to my new deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to doing more landscaping and not coming to the recordings. All right. um, I, don't, I think, I think I, what I was thinking was kind of similar to what Special was saying, was um, continuing to, I think we need to continue to explore a lot of like the more, um, like to exploring important topics in the hiking community and and like why people are out there and things like conservation and do more interviews like that and then you know actually also what POD and Triple O said as well you know speaking to more women and more um, diverse individuals so excellent and I'll just say if you have ideas uh, for uh, especially for conservation mm-hmm. sometimes we have a hard time figuring out because we're all just busy and we just don't take the time to do it. So if you have an idea for a conservation interview or you are part of a nonprofit conservation organization, reach out to us. We, we would love to hear, like we only know about what people tell us and kind of the big names out there. We'd love to feature your very small conservation group, you know, in this one part of one state, you know? Yeah, reach absolutely. Out to us. I, I don't think that these need to be national no, things at all. No, not at all. You know, because the reality is, is that most of the involvement that, that you're likely to do is going to be in your in your backyard. So the more yeah. that we can highlight uh, places that are doing work in specific areas, that, that's great. Yeah, it's probably not going to apply to most of the, the listeners out there, but we I think we're, we'd be excited to hear more stories of people who heard about something yeah. on the trail show and went out and got involved with you know, that organization or that work party or that event or whatever it is. So, yeah. So if you've got ideas for, for, uh, you know, I'd say conservation involvement, you know, like something in, in those arenas, definitely send them our way. Or if you find interesting trail show stories, go ahead and send them our way too. Yeah. And, um, I'll mention trail show listeners, Sam Freestone. He sent me some good ideas for a conservation interview. And although I haven't replied to your email, your suggestions are on my radar, so be looking for those. Um, looking for us to reach out to those organizations in 2019. So again, if you've got ideas or if you've got a conservation group that's near and dear to your heart, shoot us an email, and we'll see what we can do. Does that sound fair? Yes. Yeah. All right. Super. It is agreed. Awesome. It's time for us to come in for the close. Oh boy. We have to end the show sometime. We can't this just keep going. Does this mean we're finally going to get to pee? Yes. <laughs> You've been holding it for four hours. I thought that's what we had to do. <laughs> What's in that coffee cup? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks goes to Fidget from her Odyssey for talking to POD about their trek across the Americas. A big thanks to Megan L. Train Leadman for schooling us on the Via Denarica. Rhymes with Weedman. That's right. Mm. Thanks goes to Rigatoni for tonight's trail tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to Salty for tonight's salty snack. Oh, thanks for having me. A large thanks to Cheeks and Cajun Spice for tonight's beverages. They're going to keep, They're so keep good. going. Yeah, those, those mm-hmm. 50-50s, man. Those 50-50s yeah. were good. I don't <laughs> even drink that. <laughs> they put D-Lo under the table. That's why he had to leave. <laughs> thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a koozie. And some new ice-cold Trail Show stickers for a $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com. At Twitter on Trail Show, at Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. 
We might be on Patreon soon, so yeah. stay oh. tuned. Oh. Hey, are stay we going to ever do that thing where we just uh, put it on cassettes and mail them out to people? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mixtapes. For, for the hipsters, you know? You know, that yeah. would be cool, but probably not. Probably not Maybe just one and we'll auction it Another trail show has come and gone But don't fret We'll see you in 2019 With more beers, trails, and nonsense Until then For the Princess of Darkness D'Lo Special 41 Triple O And Salty I'm Disco Happy New Year Happy Happy New Year Year. E12 Grapes for luck <laughs> what? That's what you do. That's what, what you do. If you're in Spain, yeah, New Year's. no, we can't or stop Cuba. the show now. What? Uh, they what? Cuba grapes? Twelve. Supposed to eat 12? grapes. That makes sense. Actually, a lot of Spanish people went to Cuba. Yeah, exactly. Oh, twelve grapes. Twelve grapes. Yeah. Grapes. Do you do it all at one time, or do yeah, you, you got to fit them all in, and then they see who chokes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you don't eat them, bad luck. <laughs> you just died. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> all right. That's a show. I. That's definitely a show. We made a show. We did it. Yay. Woo. Yay. Woo, buddy. All right, let's go have some bitters and then eat a bunch of food. Sometimes pie is good for your emotional health. I mean, it's just a, it's a planned level of misery. I'm going to check my house for cameras. <laughs> I didn't see any para nor monkey on my way. There are more old drunks than there are old doctors.